This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. I see this a lot with women in particular when we're looking at body confidence. They go, I just want to feel happy in my skin. And I'm like, do you think that like losing five kilos is going to do that? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on. So we're just talking about this and um, we were, we're about to start talking about <laughs> it, but we've decided to, to create a month fully dedicated to women. Mm. Um, and I, I, this is probably really deep to start the, the, the Oof, podcast with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we actually haven't had too many females on the podcast. Mm. And that was a really big realization for me. And, and it was not, you know, I wasn't conscious of it. I was just like, oh. Um, and we've had a, you know, a few deep conversations in here about equality and, mm-hmm. and the, 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 the current world. And um, that was something for me that I was like, okay, like, you know, you're either feeding the problem or you're, you're, you're a part of the solution. Mm. Um, so we, you know, as I said, we, we decided to dedicate a whole month to women and with the goal of having conversations that inspire, um, you know, women all around the globe to, to want to achieve more um, mm. and, and potentially stand up. Mm. Uh, against inequality um so welcome to the podcast <laughs> we're sitting here with Cheryl. um what we might do before we dive into that is i'll get you to introduce yourself um for those who don't know you and tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do mm. um and maybe we can kind of cross back yeah i was gonna say because that is just incredible to hear to be honest and we were like i said having a conversation about uh, podcasting in general and how there wasn't a lot of women in the space mm. as well and that's what that sort of led me but yeah before we get into that I guess hello <laughs> I'm Sherelle Grant and um, I call myself a women's health and fitness coach so I have a very long background in nursing and midwifery and I guess that's what sort of sparked the passion for working with women mm-hmm. and being able to bring health and fitness together as one because mm-hmm. I think we speak of the health and fitness industry and they're often very very separate things when we look at health and fitness and a lot of fitness professionals or sporting athletes have to do unhealthy things at certain times and having that nursing and midwifery background almost gave me a lens Mm -hmm. to be able to come into business and coaching and working with women and be able to look at things with more of a holistic coaching philosophy and yeah that's really what has made me pursue coaching as a full-time business now um, and build up a company with other coaches um, and really dive into that passion and almost leave nursing and midwifery behind me Uh, but there's no such thing as wasted experience and I always speak about that just um, you know there's just time so I've really bring over everything I've learned from my nursing and midwifery and gone into the health and fitness industry and just launched into it and started a business. And yeah, that's what I'm doing at the moment. Isn't it funny? Um, you know, you mentioned a lens, right? And no wasted experience. That's something that can often get lost when mm. you're trying to strive or achieve something. And I think I would assume that, you know, obviously with your past and your, your past experience that um, you would um you would have built the skill or I guess of empathy. Mm. Um, and I, I mean, I, I look at the fitness industry. I've been in the fitness industry for a long time now um, and, and almost seen it do a full circle mm. where I think we're really starting, like, I mean, if I look back eight, nine, ten years ago, it was hardcore, you know, yeah. like it's like, you know, there was no such thing as, um, 
or they, that that empathy didn't exist, mm. right? It was kind of like you know you're you're in, you're either really hardcore evidence based, which means you're pushing the the limits on uh, competing and and kind of getting lean and and these kind of things. And I think we're starting to see the shift now where a lot of people. Like there's people are realizing that, that that's not the only way, mm. not only to build your own business, but, you know, if you're on the other side of it, um, yep. it's not the only way to be healthy or yep. that perception of what health actually is is starting mm. to shift, um, which is probably because of social media, right? It's probably because the only people that you, I would assume that back in the day, the people that you go to, uh, either the, the person who's the strongest in the gym or... Yep you know, the biggest, the leanest or whatever it is, right? Mm. Um, Whereas I think now social media is allowing it to be a little bit more decentralized, if that's the word, you know, where we're getting actual health experts being able to have their say, um, you know, that um, have a different set of skills and and a different lens, as you said. So I think it's quite interesting that that's, I think we're going, we're in full circle. Yeah, I completely agree. And even since I started taking my own training seriously, like back in 2016, it was such a different place. Like I used to go to bodybuilding.com and T-Nation to get my information, (laughs) right? T-Nation, wow. T-Nation.com. There was no women's section back then, right? There was just one way of doing things. There was the hardcore meal plans. And like you said, it was looks one. And now we're in this space where like looks aren't enough and people want education and they want knowledge. And like there's all this conversation like women aren't small men and I just love that because like you said there was just such a divide and there was just one way of doing things and there's not there's so many ways to get a result and like you said social media has just highlighted that it's really just showed other people different lenses and different ways of doing things and yeah that's what I love about the health and fitness industry it's also what's fueled like what I'm doing now is learning mistakes and making mistakes Mm. for five years to get to where I am now whereas when I work with women now I'm like god you are so lucky like you are so lucky that you don't have to go through this avenue that I did and like search through bodybuilding.com to find like a training program that was like (laughs) a chest day split so (laughs) it's just such a different space now yeah um so one thing that you said before which sparked an idea in my head was not just um the result but I feel like often, and this happens not just in, in fitness, but it happens, we were actually talking about this with fin- finance, you know, mm. what what the result is, you know, what like the stereotype of what you need to be in a mm. sense, right? Like I think what's starting to shift now is that the only result or the result that you're shooting for is starting to move away from that needing to always be lean, needing yep. to always be, you know, um, aesthetically pleasing for those around you mm. um, and starting to shift now to, well, the results, whatever you want it to be. And we now have all the tools the, and the, the kind of research to actually be able to say, well, you know, if you want this, we can, we can help you get there. Mm, yeah, for sure. And like what you said, it used to be just the before and after that sold a result. And I think now like there's so much more to fitness that mm. can be applied throughout your entire life. Like business, mindset, there's so many areas that you can grow and develop in and the gym is a tool. Mm-hmm. And that's what coaches do. They give you a toolbox um, and you're able to use that toolbox and apply it to different areas. So yeah, I really love the the way the fitness industry is changing and as well, like even body positivity and just the different ways that um, women are being able to accept themselves mm-hmm. and understand their body and that we are very different. There's always more approaches than one yeah 100 percent. and uh, uh that's the, look social media 
does some horrible things to yep. people, but it definitely there are some positives there as well. Yeah, might get we might dive into your journey now. It's uh it's quite an interesting one. Mm. Um, you know, you obviously didn't start in the the I guess the fitness industry, but you've always um been in in health. Mm. Um, do you want to give everyone a bit of an insight into your journey and and kind of how we've gotten to where we are right now? Yeah, so like I mentioned at the start, um, I was working as a nurse and a midwife for seven or eight years full time. And I always felt like I had two passions. I felt like I had like the nurse Sherelle that was like healthcare based, that was a health professional. And then I had my own, I guess, personal passion for fitness on the side. I've always sort of been um, athletic from university. Like I was running and I was doing gym classes. I was doing all the things. And then, like I said, I had the the nurse side of me. But I always saw them as so separate. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't actually think that I could take that passion and have a career or a business from it. So I, I, I worked as a nurse and a midwife for like many years. And like I said, I learned so much about not only like, you know, the human body and physiology and communication, um, but also that lens that we spoke about at the start. And in the background, you know, my passion for fitness was just growing and I naturally sort of lent into the competing side of things and got into bodybuilding uh, with the WBFF and that's the federation that I'm a professional in now. So I had these two things growing at the same time, you Mm -hmm. know, I was trying to be a professional, I was managing shift work like an absolute boss, I was working night duty and competing, I was doing night duty in peak week and I had these two conflicting lives and... I just, it didn't even occur to me that, you know, maybe is fitness something you want to do? The thing that triggered me is I was started spending more time on the ward thinking about fitness and training and gym than my patients. And that's when I was like, something needs to change. Yeah. I think I need to try this. You know, I'm only early 20s. I really need to lean into this. So I started um, my PT um, cert on the side and just started, you know, studying and learning more about fitness and asking why and really diving into that. And it wasn't until, like, I finished my cert and I was doing just some casual PT stuff Mm -hmm. um, that I was like, this is what I want to do. This is really where I want to, like, pursue. It's, It's My heart isn't in nursing and midwifery anymore. So... I, like I said, I was working as a PT and then it was really like the COVID period, like when lockdowns and things were starting to happen that I just started not enjoying my nursing as much and really starting to enjoy the fitness side more so when I really lent into that and started putting myself out there more on social media and really leaning into that space more so. Um, and that's what sort of naturally led me to the online coaching space. And I think I, I lent away from it for a long period of time. And I'm not sure why I'm like, nah, I've studied, I've gone to uni. I've spent all this time doing this thing. And I had this thing that I felt like I should do, but then I had this passion that I was spending all my time thinking about. Um, so I lent into the fitness space and I just, I went all in and there was a six month period where I was trying to do both. I was like working at the hospital and then burning myself out, PTing in person, starting online business, doing all those sorts of things. And I just got to a point where I was like, no plan B. Like you're either going in and trying it and worst case scenario, you go back to working on the ward, which, you know, 
is something that's okay. You, you don't hate it. Like you can go back to it. So yeah, there was a six month period where I like transitioned from working as a nurse. Um, I, I started with a very small handful of online clients and transitioned away from in-person stuff. Um, and yeah, I've just built my client base up from there and really um, grown my own coaching method and philosophy and the way that I work with women. And, and now where I am, like I have, um, you know, three other coaches who work alongside with me and my partner who also left his full-time teaching position to work uh, or come into business with me. He could see me drowning. Um, and yeah, and now I feel like I'm at this space, like where I'm, I'm truly doing something that I absolutely love. How important is that? You know, so, so I guess one of the things, right, is that we can, f as a society, we can fall into stereotypes. And I think that's, th that's the problem we're talking about. And we're probably going to touch on that a little bit later on. Um, but the hardest thing is to break that stereotype yeah. and to put yourself out there. And for you, I, I would imagine it would have been a really, really tough decision that wasn't taken lightly to shift from, you know, uh, nursing and, and mid midwifery to coming across and, and going all in on your own business in fitness, you know, like you said, it's, there's so many different stereotypes. There's, mm. um, I've, I've studied, I've gone to uni. What is this going to be a waste? Yeah. What, what's the next step? You know, what, what are people going to think of me? Like there's so much there that you have mm. to break through the noise and, um, you know, first, how was that making that decision for you? And, and what advice could you potentially give others in mm. who are thinking about doing the same thing? Yeah, it was a massive challenge for me in terms of identity because I'd always, even on social media, I'd shown up and I knew that people were inspired by a shift worker who was seemed to be doing it all. And whilst I, I still classify myself, like I'm still a nurse, it's just not what I'm doing or pursuing financially at the moment. Um, but for me, I think like the biggest point for me was realising if you don't do this now, you'll forever not know. And the worst case scenario is that you go back to doing what you're already doing. Mm. So for me, it was like the unknown of not pursuing something that like I knew, like time's important, like when you do things, there's always an important critical time. And I knew that if I didn't take this step now, it wouldn't happen. I knew that if I stayed in comfort and continued to do what was easy instead of what was unknown or uncertain, you know, it just might never have eventuated. And I look back now in hindsight and I even think, God, I can't even believe I wasted six months not going all in. Like there was a six month transition where I was like, oh, oh, do I do it? And then I went all in and now I'm like, wow, it's amazing how much you can grow and how far ahead you can get with the right people, the right guidance and the right mindset. And that took a lot of work for me, to be honest. Like I said, I went through a lot of identity shift and being like, I know I have a lot of respect in this in this space for being a shift worker that's inspiring other nurses to live a healthy, you know, fit lifestyle. But I am I'm not a nurse entirely, like I'm Sherelle Grant, and there's multiple areas of me, and that's just a part of me. So I went through, as you can probably tell, a lot of like internal dialogue of being able to make that transition and let go of what society deems I should do. And even for family, like there's a lot of um, stigma around what an online coach is. Um, my like love all my family and friends a lot of them don't really understand what I do no, no, no. and that's totally not fine I think my dad thinks I work for Instagram like they're not quite entirely yeah. sure um, but I learned to let go of stigmas because people don't understand and it would be like it wouldn't be fair of me to 
expect them to understand the world that we're in, the world that we're working in. Uh, but I have incredible like family that are so supportive and they can see how happy I am and they can see how well I'm doing and you know the impact that I'm having on all the women that I work with as well. So yeah, there's a lot of areas and a lot of like, I think internal work, like if you are wanting to transition from, you know, traditional schooling or the ways of doing things to starting your own business that no one understands or like pursuing social media, like there's kids on TikToks earning like a million dollars. And, you know, to some people that's wild, but you've just got to really lean into what you're passionate about. And I honestly feel like I don't work a day. Like, you know, there's long days, but I love everything that I do. And I think I'm so lucky to have that passion fueling me. Yeah. I think the passion side of it is big. Like, mm. and I think it's one of those things that, again, those stereotypes can can drain out of you. Like, you know, you've got to grind. It's got to be tough. It's got to be all yeah. these things. And in reality, you know, I, I had a similar thing myself. You know, I was a I had a successful personal training business with upwards of you know seven eight coaches as mm. well. Um, but I loved business, man. I just I couldn't help myself. You know, yeah. I, my favorite part of the day was when another PT or someone else would come up and ask me for advice. Yep. And it was like the same thing. It's like, oh, I can't fight that. And yep. and same thing, there's stigma, you know, like business coaching is, is there's a stigma around it. And to be honest, right, rightfully so, mm. you know, um, you know, that's why we've actually tried to shift into education, trying yep. to make things more accessible to everybody, you mm. know, no inflated prices, no mm. crazy stuff. But that internal dialogue and, and all those kind of um, yeah, those kind of battles that you fight with yourself, I think the biggest lesson for me was just like well uh, you know the second I got rid of all those external pressures mm. and actually just started to realize like I'm doing this for the experience I, I like I could do this for the rest of my life I love it and 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 then it's like same thing now I don't I, I honestly don't feel like I work a day like it's crazy we're sitting here podcasting <laughs> in a space that has this space yeah. has no utility yeah right? Apart from the podcasting, apart from the, the enjoyment side of it, right? Yeah. So it's just one of those things that it's like, you know, you think it's hard trying to explain to your parents, well, I'm in the exact same <laughs> position. They're like, so, you know, like podcasting, like, um, yep. you know, you, you got a business school, like what what's going on here? Um, it's so but true. it's like, you know, same thing. It's like, I think that's that's something that, that's one, my, my I've been asked this question a lot lately and it's like, do whatever excites you mm. because at the end of the day, when times, because, you know, you would know starting a business, it's tough. Like there are times where it will challenge you like on a, such a ridiculous level. The only thing that keeps you going in those times is that love for what you actually do. Yeah. And if that's not there, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't know if I could get through those times. Like, yep. or, you know, maybe I don't have the insight or the creativity during those times mm-hmm. to get to that level that needs to that's going to bring that progress. So yep. it's definitely, I think if we can get rid of that stigma and we can get rid of that stereotype around, it needs to be painful. It yep. needs like needs mm. to be hard work. I think the, there's going to be more people chasing their dreams, which leads to innovation that mm. leads to societal progress, economic progress. You know, we're not in the 19th century anymore we're not we've moved past those times and we're in new times and I think the more that we can accept those the better off we are yeah and I think what you said there as well I remember get like you know in my first year six months ago or something getting through and thinking when's the grind start 
like when's the hustle start when's the mm. you know everything I'd, i was like consume all the content on business everyone's like grind hard work sacrifice like and i was like I did a 14-hour day today and I just feel fantastic. And, you know, like what you said, I'm, I'm still waiting. Like like you said, there's long days, there's hard things. Everyone has to do things that they don't enjoy that comes with any job. But if you're actually doing something you enjoy and that you're passionate about, that passion fuels it. And, you know, when I facilitate group calls or when I'm educating or, you know, doing the things that I love in my business, it does ignite the flame to go further and learning to delegate the things that I don't like and give that to someone who does like it you know my partner's really good with numbers and he loves planning and spreadsheets and google calendar and all that sort of and i hate it you know i'm sporadic like i do the creative side and just being able to delegate and find what you're good at and lean into it has really allowed business to be sustainable right yeah it's so it's so interesting like i know i I know when i have to make changes in my business based on my excitement Mm. like it's that's my gauge it's like am i excited to do this well if i'm not we're not doing it yeah right because it's like if I'm not excited to do it, I know if I'm not excited now, mm. like imagine what it's going to be like in a couple of months. And yeah. like we make shifts all the time just based on that gauge. Mm. Obviously, we have to make sure it makes sense. But I think, yeah, coming back to it, it's definitely like if you can do what excites you and then build a team around you as well. Like I think that's another big one mm. um, that was a game changer for myself was like, you know, I'm not skilled at everything. Mm. Um, you know, I've, I've got a certain skill. For me, it's strategy. Like, you know, can play chess with the world all day, right? <laughs> but, you know, creativity, understanding what looks good, mm. you know, like this furniture, like if, if this was up to me, it w- would probably look a hundred <laughs> times worse. Yeah. Fashion, not my thing. <laughs> like, you know, uh, skills around creativity, no. But the reality is that's the beauty of building a team mm. um, because it, it really is that team that leads to that progress as well. Yeah. So, um yeah. You know, I, I definitely think that's um, a, a great point. This is actually going to be quite controversial. I don't know if you've do you have you ever re- you've heard of Tim Grovey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and and it kind of popped into my head around when we we're talking about stereotypes. Mm. Uh, Simone Biles, are you up to date with her? She's the mm-hmm. Olympic gymnast. Oh yes, yes, I did yeah. see that. Okay, yep. so Simone Biles pulled out of the Olympics yeah. because she was having some mental health issues. Yep. A day later, Tim Grover puts up a post saying that the reason she, you know, um, is because she doesn't have the mentality, basically. Saying that she's, you know, it's it's winning that that she doesn't have the mentality for. Because he, you know, he's done the coaching with um, Michael Jordan, Kobe yep. Bryant, Dwayne Wade and so on. And look, you know, power to him, right? But... The, the post in itself was like, you know, winning doesn't lie, you know, like, so basically saying that she's not a winner um, mm-hmm. or doesn't have that mentality. Um, and look, you know, everybody's entitled to an opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was like the comments, right? And and there's there's people on there that are commenting who, I don't want to make judgment, but like we're talking about an Olympic gold medalist here. So, so she has been at the absolute peak. Yeah. And anyway, he put that post up and I just thought it was like, man this is what's wrong with the world mm. you know what i mean i was just like this guy knows nothing about her knows nothing about what she's going through knows nothing about the situation but now he's trying to profit yeah or, or benefit from someone else's mis- misfortune um mm. i just thought it was horrible mm. but then it come out later on that she she's been uh, diagnosed with adhd mm. um and the reason um that 
she was struggling was because of the, I think there was a, it's illegal to have Ritalin, I think it is, yep. in Tokyo. Yeah. Um, so she was struggling. Okay. So, you know, you've got a gymnast who yep. risks her life every time she, you know, um, performs mm. um, and, and um, you know, kind of takes part in the sport, who now is medically diagnosed with ADHD and can't take her, her, her meds, mm. right? Um, and obviously struggling mentally. And then, you know, Someone, yeah. this guy who, you know, yeah, he might have had some success, thinks that he can come in and, and, and mm. just kind of benefit off with com- misinformation. You yeah. know, that's really what it is at the core. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the start of it, but I wanted to get your take on it and, and I guess um, how stereotypes are playing into that as well. Yeah. I guess, you know, there's, there's sort of two ways of looking at it. And I think mental health, like it's everyone has a mental health, right? And it's just becoming this, I love the way the direction's going because people are coming out and showing acts of courage and bravery by putting themselves out there and be like, actually, I'm not okay. Mm. And then to think that someone's going to come in and sort of like shame someone else, like... I'm a massive fan of Brene Brown's work. And the more I read into, you know, her philosophies around shame and guilt and why we do what we do, it allows me to understand why there are like people with egos who have to pull other people down in areas where they don't feel as worthy. And I think this shows up everywhere. And in this specific example, it's, that's that's on a huge scale because it's in the public eye Mm. and this happens every day for everyone Mm. and i think even when it comes to social media like everyone's got a social media these days and there's keyboard warriors everywhere and everyone's going to have an opinion um and i think we can't get too trapped in other people's opinions and i'm sure she um has a lot of i guess mentors and coaches Mm. and people that are helping her with their mindset um and it's just this one person. And that's what we see, to be honest. Like, if you make, like, if you put something out there, you've got hundreds of positive comments. You've got hundreds of people praising you. We fixate on, like, the one person who comes in and says, no, you can't. Mm. You know, and that's what people fixate to. And that's humans. That's what we naturally do. We're always going to, you know, seek um, the the comfort, you know. But... Yeah, I just think it's it's really important that we have these discussions and wh- raise this awareness to normalise it, to normalise that like everyone has a mental health and it's okay to come out. And pulling out and saying no is not failing or it's not losing. And I almost get a little bit angry like in that story because I just think it's such a shame that those things still exist and that's the example that we're seeing in the public eye from people in authority. Uh, yeah, and, and the the biggest thing for me was, you know, as I said, he's entitled to his opinion, but mm. there's a due, gil- due, due, due diligence far <laughs> out that is that that he should have. He's written a book about winning, right? And yes, mm. he's dealt with some of the some top athletes in the world, but the the reality is, what the thing that was really alarming for me was the comments, mm. you know, from from people out there, like, yep. yeah, she just doesn't have the mentality, man. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you read his book. You yeah. probably sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day, which there's nothing wrong with, right? Mm. But she, you know, like, she's an amazing athlete who is putting her body and her life on the line. Mm. Like, gym, gymnastics is, like, yeah. what they do is amazing, right? But that's now spreading uh, and increasing the stigma around it. Mm. You know, like, like you know, that, that 
this mentality of needing to win at all costs is is the answer to absolutely everything in life mm. like it, we're not we're not treating every situation on its merit mm. um and and what that does for society it's like you know we're like for me it was just like an idiotic move you know you're taking we're taking steps forward as as a society around mental health yep and then you've got you know, posts like that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna damn him as a person. Mm. You know, but there's a post. Let's let's treat that on its merit as well. Mm. There's a post like that that takes us steps back. And yeah, I know. I I just thought that it it falls into holding on to stereotypes, which is the biggest problem in the world. You know, we're talking about equality. Um, you know, there's there's many forms, but mm. I think that it's you know that as an actual equality inequality as a concept isn't just about men and women it's mm. not just about you know different races it, mm. it's it, it in itself is a is a concept that we need to be able to understand more um and it's it's situations like that that i think you know they send us backwards two steps and it, it's just disappointing i yeah. thought you know i was so just i i've been kind of keeping an eye on his stuff and yeah just i haven't read his books and stuff it's not really my mm. I, i'm not into the whole kind of guns blazing type thing but I just thought it was. I thought it was quite disappointing. Yeah, yeah, and you know the comments and from those people, they're his supporters as well. And you're always going to have that. Like you're going to have your yes men in the corner, mm -hmm. and it's a shame. Like like you said, it's a shame because it does take us steps backwards. And I think even by just like what you said, bringing awareness to these sorts of conversations and actually saying like. Mm, that's not okay. And yes, you're entitled to an opinion, but you know, it's always something to be mindful of is your influence on other people and how you you paint the picture of losing. Cause to some people that's winning. She won. Like she mm. she got out of that situation, she spoke up for herself and she didn't push through like society tells you that you just gotta grind and shut up and suck it up. And that's what, to be honest, like talking about like you know sexuality and lots of other different areas like just staying quiet is not what we need to be doing today it's not everyone has a voice everyone has a platform you're entitled to your opinion but we need to be fighting for rights and in my opinion like mental health is up there with physical health it's it they're on par there's no one above the other and I think like Western medicine and even in healthcare, they treat the physical health. Oh, we'll take your blood pressure. We'll take your pulse. We'll mm. look at this. But like, when do you ask how a person's going? Like, when do you ask the athlete how they're managing? And I thought it was really cool that in the Olympics now, they're showing more of the mindset stuff. I don't know if you've noticed, but the mindset coaches like coming in and I'm like, this is cool. Like we're bringing, we're normalizing having someone develop your brain, not mm. just your body. Everyone has a physical coach. And it's definitely something that changes the my coaching philosophy and how I coach. I have a team approach. And when you look at any top level athlete, what do they have? They have a team of coaches. There's not one person in the driver's seat that knows everything. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. How can you have an expert? Like even when you look at the NBA, like how many coaches are facilitating a team? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, normalizing that it's not just about building the body because that's not what separates the good from the great. It's the mindset. And having people come in and say, yeah, look, I've got a mindset coach or I'm seeing a therapist. And I'm not screwed up. Like I'm seeing a therapist to develop my brain. I think it's a really, really great transition in like the fitness space. And I think the Olympics is actually highlighting that this year. And it's amazing. Yeah, 100%. And it's also like um, build it. Then you, you kind of use the example building the body, right? But it's like I know people that have built bodies that 
mm. they're still not happy. They're mm. still not fulfilled. Um, and I think that is a is a prime example as why we need to focus on mental health yep. because people chase things at the expense of things like happiness, of mm. things like joy, of things such as experiences. Um, and that's okay, mm. but if you're okay with it, yeah. you know, like if, if that's what you actually want mm. and helping people actually understand what they want. Some yep. people will chase a dream body their whole life to gain some type of fulfillment only mm-hmm. to never get it because what they really were chasing was maybe something like self-acceptance yep. or something of that nature. Um, and I think... Again, we're going backwards if we're saying that the result or that physical result, you know, like winning a basketball game or, um, uh, you know, a dream body and these kind of things are the be-all and end-all of our experience in life. Um, In reality, the reason you want to be the best at something is because of the experiences associated with it and the Mm. feeling you get from that. So the more that you can focus on that feeling that you get from something, and I, I often say that, in business, this is my gauge for me, you know, am I excited? Mm. Am I loving what I'm doing every day? And if not, you know, what can I do to change that? How mm. can I shift my focus internally to understand this a little bit better and maybe mm. change my behaviors to, to get me feeling better? Mm. You know, I, I can get lost. I put my hand up business-wise, mm. you know, I could sometimes work till 10 o'clock at night just chasing the dragon, Yeah. you know? Um, and for me, it's like, okay, well, you know, if that's, fulfill- if, if that's actually fulfilling me, then... I'll, I'll be okay with it but mm. you know if it's, it's not, not i'm not going to sacrifice that fulfillment and that joy for what i do for this end game because yeah. i know once i get there it's not going to be enough yeah and at the end of the day we're all humans as well and i think a lot of people like you've probably heard like other people saying everyone wants a result like that's what your job is to get a result and i'm like no it's not everyone wants a feeling they oh. think the result's going to get them the feeling what if it doesn't mm. and this I see this a lot with women in particular when we're looking at body confidence. They go, I just want to feel happy in my skin. And I'm like, do you think that like losing five kilos is going to do that? You know, it's, it's usually not the result that's going to give you that feeling. How can we make you feel successful? Because again, that doesn't matter what you do, but it matters how you feel about what you do. Mm-hmm. And that's where you see like people that are just absolutely loving themselves, rocking themselves, like owning who they are. And maybe they don't have like the ideal physique that's like shown on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like coming from my competing background, I see this too frequently is like people get into aesthetic based goals or physique competitions or you know shreds or six-week challenges all the things that that are sold to women in the fitness industry thinking it's going to fix their problems and I think it's it's the mindset component of it it's like how do you show up and own who you are no matter what stage you're at Mm. whether it's postpartum after having a baby or maybe it's in your teenage years or it's an athlete like you're going to have different um different chapters of your life and it's not about like all or nothing because if you do all or nothing you get all or nothing it's just about shifting gears and learning to like accept who you are and it does come down to a lot of that internal work that you sort of just spoke about yeah 100 percent. it's it's consciousness Mm. at its core right it's how can I be more aware of the situation I'm in no matter what? Yep. You know, not tie too much emotion to it. Let emotions take their course, but, you know, uh, understand them and, and accept them and, mm. and then assess the situation and, and learn how to get out of that situation, what I want to get out of it. Mm. Um, all right, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Um, I want to come back to equality, all right? And um, one of the, the reasons... You know, and I'll, I'll put my hand up with this, right? Like, we haven't had too many females on the podcast, but 
it was an awareness thing for me you know mm. it was it was once i actually had a look at it and i go well why is that mm. you know why and, and i think it's just me you know personally i i um from my past experience i gravitate to to men mm. um but the awareness around equality at the moment um where can we get better as a society? And, and a question that I ask is, is, you know, as a male, what can someone like me do mm. to help um, create those equal rights, to, to create equal opportunity and, and really push the envelope? Mm. What allow, What made you come to that realisation where you were like, we haven't had any women on the podcast. Was there something that happened or an event or? Um, it was actually feedback. Mm. So, so um we we do have females that listen to the to the podcast um and they were like oh we'd love for you to have a woman on <laughs> and i'm like holy shit oh no yep you know like i'm just going with the flow yeah, and i was like wow like we actually haven't done it and that was again big thing for me is like you, I, I, I honestly believe that we're so ingrained in how the world used to be mm. that we we just think that like, no, nah, that, that shit doesn't exist. You know, like, yeah. you know, you can sign a kind of get it. You can kind of get yourself into that headspace. And for me, it was just a massive eye opener that mm. again, I said it at the start, but if you're not, if you're not a part of the solution, you're a part of the problem. And that's, that's my honest opinion about this. Mm. That's why we're, we're trying to sh- make these changes. And mm. even in the way I think about, um, the awareness we can create and, and, you know, we're doing women's month for that exact reason mm. is how do we, how do we, sh- you know, um, inspire, you know, uh, women around the world that that should be pushing the envelope, and and more so, how can we create awareness for men? Mm. You know, so we have a platform, we have a lot of male listeners. How can we, how can we sh- start to create awareness around, you know, some of the issues that we're facing? Mm. Um, you know, that was that was just something that for me is like a, it's a non-negotiable now. Mm, yeah, I think as well, you know, it's it's. It's easy to think, oh, well, it's 2021. Like, it doesn't exist anymore. Like, there is no discrepancy between men and women. We're on the ever, and it's, it's not the case, right? Yeah. Like, there's still so many situations where there are very like stereotypical examples, and I think it's shifting a lot. Like, the I even think of like you know my own space in the fitness industry at the moment, and how much that shifted. Like, mm. there was when I first started going to the gym, I was the only female in the weights room. And I think, like, gone are the days where people are thinking that weights make you bulky and that it's a very masculine thing to do and energy. Um, and even in competing, like, when I first started in bodybuilding, for example, like, I had no friends doing it. There was mm. no one in that space and women were second in the competing realm. Like, it, the show's with the men, you know? And it's very different now. It's a very different space. And I just think spaces like this, you know, like bringing women onto the podcast and like putting women in positions of leadership and mm-hmm. showing that to other females as well, creating safe spaces, community, like so incredibly important, especially for women. It's so hard to find strong communities. Um, this is how we create that awareness. And I, I'm excited for like the next 10 to 20 years to see how that changes in business, how that changes in fitness, um, even in healthcare. It's changed so much in those areas. But I just think like these two sort of industries are just catching up now. And it's really cool to be a part of. Yeah, 100%. Um it's definitely changing. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, this is a bit of a rabbit hole, but for me, it's a, a lot of like I look at politics, right? And mm. and I'm not a, not big into it. Like not you know not by any means, right? But I kind of rabbit look at, hole. Be yeah, careful here. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. 
I'm going to try not to, but <laughs> probably going to go there to be fair. Um, but it's, you know, I look at the world and I think, you know, I look at decentralization mm. and it's just kind of happening everywhere. You know, like everything is starting to move away from um, centralization in a sense, businesses, economics is finances. Mm. Um, but I think what we're, we're going through at the moment is, you know, like what I said before, that full circle, right? Where we're really starting to yeah. unwind. And uh, I'm excited for that because I think that will play a big role in things like equality, not mm-hmm. just in between men and women, but, you know, a big one for me is like countries, you yeah. know, like, you know, third world countries who are basically pinned down, I you know, know, like yeah. they, they literally have no opportunity whatsoever. Yeah. Like there's not even an opportunity there mm. you know like they, they just can't like it and it's because you know uh, i think the financial system plays a massive role in that um but i think that's the thing that excites me the most is because yeah. I, I i i'm actually really excited to see how it plays out mm. in the um you know male and female realm mm. of equality um because i think it'll make a massive difference mm. i think the f- you know you look at things like social media where it makes it gives any anyone has the opportunity to have a platform yeah um but i think as we start to see I'm going to say it, power move away from governments. Yeah. That'll make a big difference yeah. in this. And I think that's what people should pay attention to. Like, mm. the, the, you know, I, I study economics mm. because I like to understand how the world works. Mm. And that's what I see. And I think, you know, just this kind of, I think it'll be, it's going to be great for the world. Um, but I think there's greater powers to be that if we can kind of start to look in the right areas. Um, and as we, you know, we're talking about putting women in, in, places uh positions of leadership and these kind of things i think we're going to see more of that Mm. um one through awareness but two you know through economic systems as well yeah i completely agree and like a lens that i'm so grateful for having from my experience as a midwife um you know accoutring and looking after women in different cultures you know delivering babies and Mm. seeing how that you know because childcare is just a completely different area and that was just you know, that I grew up real quick when I became a midwife and just realized some things aren't fair. And, you know, there, there are a lot of people in the world that just don't have the fortune that we have here in Australia. Um, And there are a lot of people going through situations where they don't speak up and there's, there's, there's bigger problems in the world, right, than what's even happening on social media. Oh, we yeah. see the highlights. We see what people want us to see. We don't see the real world. We don't see what's actually happening. And, you know, I'm very grateful for having that lens and being like, far out. Like, never take anything for granted. Like, you know, I have so many opportunities at my fingertip if I want to take them because I'm blessed to be born in this country. Like, as cliche as that sounds, you know, we have so much oh, opportunity man. here. And it's not until you see it, it's not until you, like, actually experience it and go far out. Like, I never want to go through something like that. Or I couldn't imagine having to deal with that or just put up with that. So, yeah, we're very lucky here. Yeah, and, and my, my wish is just um, it starts to even out, mm. you know? Like, I think, and it's about opportunity, right? Like, I think the biggest lesson for me this year is, and, and this is why I'm kind of putting a massive focus on it, is not everybody starts from the same position. Yeah, um, yeah 100%. And, and the closer we can get to that, I think, mm. you know, what causes mutiny in the world is inequality. Mm. The greater the inequality the more the mutiny because people become vulnerable. And when we're vulnerable, we deepen relationships with more people like, that are like us. Mm. And eventually that becomes us versus them. Yeah. Right? Because it's survival. That's yeah. the game we're playing here. Mm. 
So I think the more that we can get the world, all the different kind of uh, concepts of, you know, um, male, female, country versus country, yep. race versus race, the more that we can get all of that on an equal playing field, mm. we'll prosper. Mm. That's the key to, to prosperity. You know, that's how, we, that's how we move forward as a society. So I just, I just really hope that that's where it goes and, you know, we just want to play our part as well. Yeah. Podcasts are doing it. 100%. <laughs> that's, that's the power of it. Yep, yep. All right. So we're going to dive into uh, a new segment. We don't have a name for it. I'm just going to call it Quick Fire. So Quick we're going to roll with that. Let's do it. It's pretty corny, but we're going to roll <laughs> with it. Um, we're going to put a question up on the TV. Uh, you have a minute to answer. Oof. Yeah. Well, not that we're counting. We're not really timing it. <laughs> a minute. It. Okay. Um, but we want it to be really quick. Like, okay. And, and, and qu- not really quick, but, you know, I'm, I'm totally blowing this at the moment, but just a, sh- a, a kind of simple answer, right? And, and you know, you can take it away. Let's do it. I'm in the hot seat. One piece of advice you would give to young females. Ooh question everything and never feel like you've got to do one way just because someone else does it I think that was a big lesson for me was always asking why I was always asking why from coaches from mentors from myself and I think leaning into areas and not just settling whether it's what you should do with your life what you should do with your training what you should do with your health or your diet um, but always seeking out like your way of doing things and now I feel like I'm at this space with my own health and fitness training business where I'm just in flow and I'm like living my best life because I've had so many hard lessons and asked why the whole time amazing the biggest lesson you've learned in business ask for help <laughs> ask for help when you need it oh god I'm a fierce independence um, I'm, I'm an independent woman but I was very humbled when I started a business that I can't do it all and trying to do it all means that I can't do my best so asking for help seeking out coaches like my partner a huge component in that and just you know giving myself rest as well um, has allowed me to deliver a better service and therefore have a better business and I think that's just integral not even in business and in life like having mentors and having coaches and guidance along the way um, has a less is has been a lesson I've learned the hard way but a really valuable lesson it's the hardest thing to do because you know the technician in you says you know do 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 yeah. do you know uh, you that's 100 percent the, the biggest thing for me as well is yeah. like taking a, a leap from the tech being the technician to then being more of a leader yes um is what honestly dictates your success in business yep. that's the hardest leap for for many to take in my yep. opinion yep. I, I see it with i seen it with myself i see it with other people but mm. yeah i just think um it's definitely difficult to make that leap because yep. we're all technicians at heart yeah. especially in what we do you know yep. like it's well, you, that's the way you start it's ingrained into you um but the, it can quickly change yeah what motivates you to get out of bed every morning? Honestly, my business. Like, I just, I don't, I, I don't sleep in. You know, I don't know how people sleep in. Like, I just, I get up and I love my life. And I'm excited to start my day and, you know, get up and be able to train and, and just look after myself and build an empire. So, 
there's there's no part of me that can sleep in as much as my partner's like can you just lay in in the morning I'm like I can't like let's get up and do things so I think my business actually motivates me a lot to you know drive towards success and actually live that passion and build something like you know this wasn't a part of the five-year plan but I'm excited to be working towards something new every day yeah it's what I was saying before excitement's the key like yeah if you're excited about something you know, you're not sleeping in. Nah, you're no chance. You're not sleeping in. Like, you know, it, you know, like I'm an early waker, 4.30. Yeah. And it's like, you know, people are like, how do you do that? And I'm like, honestly? i got shit to do. Yeah. I, I, like, I'm, in, I'm excited about what I've got to work on yep. today, right? And I think that's kind of what I was saying before. I think it's so important as a business owner for your business to excite you. And mm. if it doesn't, you need a shift. Yeah. I just think it's, I think it's so pivotal. Yeah. Because it's not about grinding. Like, that's a load of shit. Mm. You know, like it, at, at times you have to work hard. But it's like, it's not the grind. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, does this excite me? Because if it does, I will wake up. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's, it's like Christmas. Who, who, like, who, like, you know. Who sleeps in? Yeah. Like, who, who sleeps in well. on Christmas? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you're waking up at four o'clock on Christmas just to open your presents, yeah. you know, uh, and, and kind of see the, the little um, reindeer paw prints <laughs> around. <the> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Awesome. Is that. Awesome. Oh, that's all the questions. Sweet. I nailed that. Nailed it. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, I want to say a massive thank you for coming on the, on the podcast. Um, we'll definitely have to get around to going at some point. Yep. Um, but for everybody who's listening, where can they find you? Um, you know, obviously you've got Instagram and, and so on. So this a little section where you can plug yourself. Ooh. Um, so my main platform, I guess, is my Instagram and it's just Sherelle Grant. There's only one of me. Um, I also have a podcast uh, with my co-host Danny. So the Level Up podcast with Sherelle and Danny. Um, that's probably my other main platform. And then any other information about myself or my services, just SherelleGrant.com. Awesome. Well, again, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, for everyone who tuned in, I uh, really appreciate it for you guys as well. Um, showing us support. Um, we don't get to do this without you guys. So uh, a big thank you and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for having me.